Welcome, everyone, back to the latest edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am, of course, Walker AC, otherwise known to you, my friends. Yes, you are my friends, as Adrian. And, of course, this show is brought to you by Podbean.com, where you can find our show on WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. That's WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. The holidays have come and gone, but we still have... The specials on Cafe Press from the Henry the Fox merchandise to to Jabrell to everything in between to Peck and, of course, stationaries, blankets, everything. Just go on CafePress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. For special deals, just go to CafePress.com in the search engine. Type in Henry the Fox. Now let's get this show on the road, of course. It's a new year, it's a new everyone, and I would like to invite my guest at this time. You know her, you love her, you've heard about her so many times. She's a comedian, she's a voice actress, she's everything in between, and most of all, she's my sister. Welcome to the Walker AC Experience, my dear sister, Ann Walker. Hi, Ann, how are you? What up? I'm a laptop through the window. How are you? I'm doing very well. Everything is nice and peachy keen. How's your holiday so far? Oh, good with chocolate and love. I'm <laughs> extremely happy about it. Well, sweet. Now, before we you know, turned on the microphone and went on air, we were talking about you know new, new avenues. I'm trying to introduce you to Twitch.tv. <sighs> now, now, of course, before we go any further, I know some of you are saying, well, you know, Walker AC, you're on Twitch. You haven't done anything yet, and of course, like I've said, ad nauseum, I am nervous as who knows what, you know, to show this homely face, which should be under a bridge scaring little children, um, actually live. <laughs> but, you know, if I had, you know, more people on Twitch TV, people that I know to, to go along with me will give it a shot, and you were actually entertaining the idea of doing Twitch. So as we're going on air, you are having the dickens of a time getting yourself signed up on Twitch. So let's talk a little bit about that. Testicle difficulties. I am so... Dude, okay, check this out. Password. Your password's too weak. I'm like, okay, try this. Okay, that password's too weak. Like, bro, now I've got a strong password in, right? Right before we started. I was like, oh, okay. Now I've got a strong password. Cool, cool. Bruh, I clicked sign up. And then it pops up with a little red square I'm looking at in my face. We've sent too many messages to this phone number recently. Please try again later. You've never sent a message to my phone. I've never been on Twitch. So if you don't want me to be on Twitch, Twitch, just tell me you don't want to be on Twitch, then I won't try to sign up on Twitch. Well, but... I'm twitching. Right now, <laughs> trying to sign up on Twitch. <laughs> well, I mean, we were explaining the benefits of being on Twitch TV. Of course, we do live streaming. We could do gaming, everything in between. And I would love to, to definitely bring you on, especially, you know, since you do your comedy shows. I mean, do you really feel that this will benefit you? 
Not if I can't sign in. <laughs> it's not going to benefit me at all if it won't let me sign in and put in a password or anything. So, no. But if I actually get a chance to get on here and sign up without it screwing me over and making me twitch, because my eyes twitching like crazy right now, then maybe. <laughs> I swear, dude, I'm going to throw that laptop out the window, I swear. Well, I mean, but you didn't have this problem when it came to Podbean. I mean, you got on Podbean pretty easily, got everything signed up, and everything was good. Oh, yeah. Podbean loves me. <laughs> me and Podbean, we have a thing. I mean, I need to get back together with Podbean, you know, before the New Year's out because uh get all cuddly and cozy then. But Twitch is like, you know what? No, we don't want you. You know what? You're, you're a traitor. We don't want you. Like, you don't even know me. Get to know me, Twitch. <laughs> Give her a chance. Just give her a chance, you know. Here you judge. Now, other, other than that, what's been new in the life of Ann Walker? Mm. Trying to keep my sanity. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just I'm writing. Um, I revised my, my third book because it had a misprint. And I added more poetry to it. Um, I've got some stories that I'm going to also publish this coming year. So I'm just going to keep... Printing out the, the stories and the books and stuff. And what's, now, what went on with the misprint? <laughs> I had one poem that was published seven times. <laughs> this is like seven pages of the same poem, and I'm like, dude, what is Well, I mean, you could have spun it you know, to where we want to get your point across. So read this again and understand it. No, you didn't get it by page five. I need you to read this one more time and understand what it means. I mean, you could have did it that way. You know what? The creativity I appreciate. For those who have gotten the book thus far, think of it that way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, with this third book, what, what what is the basis of it? I mean, do, do you have a, a particular theme for this for this um if, you know for this one? Uh, this this is in all ways uh, EAW, and the theme of this is basically embracing change and receiving love. You know, because change happens regardless as to how old we are, where we are in life, or what we're doing. Change is a constant. An oxymoron. Considering that, just being able to allow change to happen and be open to receive, you know, the goodness of change. Now, I, I understand that, and I agree with that totally. Now, with now with the New Year's and everything, because you know. I touched upon it on a previous show that every single New Year's comes along that, you know, the same people, you know, get that same New Year's resolution stuff. You know, I want to lose weight or get that job I want or stuff like that. You know, I stopped believing in New Year's resolutions. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that, that ship has sailed for me as well, but quite a while ago, because one, I don't think I was ever really willing to make resolutions, to be honest. I make a resolution like once a month or something like that. I'm like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to get up early today. I'm getting up early. And for the last five years, I'm getting up early. I'm going to try. <laughs> so there's no point in trying to do that once a year and going, no, for the rest of the year, I'm going to get up early. It just doesn't work. But it's nothing I, I do as far as a re resolution is, okay, it's New Year's, so I have to do this. It never was a thing for me. I have goals, and I accomplish my goals, all except for that waking up early bit. But, you yeah. know. I don't know. As I get older, I'm learning that I have the ability to sleep in sometimes. And what's really funny, my body plays this really cruel trick on me. It wakes me up at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. And when I'm up, I can't go back to sleep. And that's on my day off. 
on my work days, my body doesn't want to get up in the morning. So I, I you know, I really love that. How, how you know, you know, I mean, how you know, how they played that little joke on me. It's tremendous. <laughs> it's like a school continuum. How in the morning you get up for school, and you're like, all right, cool, cool, I'm ready. Da, 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 da. Then the weekend you're like, well, I can just sleep in, but no, I'm up. I'm ready. I gotta. <laughs> yeah, and of course. And of course, you know it's, it's always a wonderful thing here going along with us. Now, with you know, with life and everything, when you reflect back, because once again, I'm gonna just touch bases on on a previous show I did. I talked about reflection, you know, how you look back at the previous year and you know how insane things were, how wacky things were in the world itself. But when you take a step back and look at your inner self, you reflect upon what you've done those past twelve months. How do you gauge yourself as far as looking back in the year 2021? I mean, I mean, what did you see for yourself? I mean, what, you know, like what what do you see when you reflect back on it? Mm. Um, that is a fantastic question. Uh, reflecting back, it's it's just it's I find incredible the amount of resilience a human being can have. You know, given the tide of the situations that have come. With, with, you know, movements and and with corona and with, you know, quarantine and being indoors. and It can take a toll, whether you think it does or not. And I say for me, whether I thought it did or not, I was like, no, I'm fine, especially during the first one. I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm good. But as a while, you know, after a while, it's like, I want to be on stage. I want to be around people. I want to be, you know, because I'm, I'm a people person. But I'm also an introvert. I know, oxymoron, but I'm an introverted extrovert, and I look back now, and I'm like, all the stuff that went on, all the things that have, you know, transpired, and things I went through, like, personally, here's one thing I'm not sure that you knew, but I'm a survivor, I feel like I was a survivor and thriver through the year, because I survived nine raccoons and seven mice, and I'm still here. Still here. And a partridge in a pear tree. Wow. <laughs> Dude, if you've never lived with raccoons in your in your ceiling, you're missing out on life. No, no, I think I'm okay. You know, um, that, <laughs> that, that's one little adventure I can really do without. Uh, but please elaborate for those who aren't uh, familiar. Well, um, this past year, earlier this year, um, the, the way our house is set up, we have that, like, triangle, you know, ceiling or whatever. But the way the triangle goes, it runs through the neighborhood. Everybody's houses are almost kind of connected by the, the rooftops, you know? And uh, so we had some noisy neighbors, what I thought. I'm laying there, I'm like, huh, the people upstairs are really fucking noisy. They're like WWE wrestlers going at it up there. Wait, we don't have upstairs neighbors. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was wild that they, they used that little like area in the roof as a, as a gangway you just go through different people's ceilings and that's what they were doing raccoons were having a blast you know so we got <laughs> you ask me i'm gonna tell you uh we got a gentleman who came out him and his raccoon crew uh the raccoon busters they uh that's what i call him i don't know if that's the name but the guy was like nine foot twelve and um like 670 pounds huge guy i call him big bad john <laughs> He came right the stairs, just coming up the stairs. <laughs> he put a bunch of traps up, caught a couple of raccoons, and he looks up and like, so you guys hearing anything else? Yes. Still hearing raccoons. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. 
Oh, all right. Well, I'll be back next week. You come back, get, get a couple of more. You guys still hearing anything? Yeah. Are you sure? Nigga, yes. I know what a raccoon sounds like at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so after eight of them, he's like, no, nah, that should be it. I'm like, bro, there's still raccoons up there. He's like, wow. I mean, the record I had before was eight. I'm like, well, we're not going for a record. We're trying to get, <laughs> can you just seal off the entry point and the exit way? That'd be great. Months of uh, raccoon noises, and I'll let you know, I did learn a lot. I learned full raccoon, um, even the slang. It was a language I never thought I'd ever, I'd ever learn or need to learn, but it came in handy, I guess. Or it can. Now, I, I never really experienced raccoons. I mean, granted, I've seen them around, but I never experienced them. Uh-huh. I never experienced them in that, in that capacity. Um. I remember when you when when we were younger, you know, in a way back machine Sherman. When we were younger, we had rats in our apartment in Chicago. Now, granted, granted, I was still young and seeing rats, you know, scared to be Jesus out of me. But it was definitely an experience. But, but please can but, but please continue. I mean, you suffered through raccoons. Now you you know hit the whole rat part. Oh well, we didn't have rats. There were mice, little mice. It was so interesting because like. Um, my one roommate was going nuts. She's like, oh, you're the mouse. Oh, you're the mouse. Mouse hunt. That's the only thing I can think, and it made me laugh almost every time. So <laughs> that movie's classic. So humanely, I got these little traps. You put a little peanut butter in, and then as soon as they run in to get the peanut butter, the little door closes, and then they're trapped in there. So that's what I did and got rid of seven mice. And this was before the raccoon debacle. Oh, no, it was around the same time as the raccoon debacle, but I think the mice problem was a little bit more you know, prevalent because they're inside. Like in the house, we were worried the raccoons were going to bust through the walls and see them. No, we were. So now, now a question about that, because I mean, you know, it's been eons since I lived in Chicago, and being a little kid, you know, experiencing mice, to me that was something totally bizarre. Along with the roaches on top of it. Now, <laughs> roaches is a whole other story. We'll get to that at a later date. Um, oh, well, the roaches. <laughs> But I can't go bossy in there. <laughs> but but from what I understand, I could be wrong. Now living in New York, you know, a rat problem is something normal. You really can't get rid of the mice and the rats. You just have to live with them. Is that the case? Who? Who lives with mice and rats? Yeah, That's I... gonna be that knowing for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I get you know, because here's the thing too, where we live, we're approximately well, not even a block we're just down the street from a really big park it's like three parks long and there's wildlife wherever you live there's going to be wildlife you know everywhere so and depending on where you live some areas are worse than others we don't have rat we know there's if i had seen a rat you think i'd be talking to you on the telephone telling you about it probably not from here no oh. um I know people who have, you know, some of the stories I hear, man, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And that's one reason I don't fall asleep on the train, because there are rats in the subway and rats get on trains and people just be asleep. I'm like, no, thank you. Now, how how bad is the rat problem? I mean, from your experience, you know, where you live at, taking a subway, you know, things of that nature, how, how bad is it? In my experience, and I've been here on and off since 2016, it's not bad. It's not where I live. We don't have a rat problem. There's a raccoon issue, 
and it could be a mice thing, but rats, let me tell you something. There's a, you'll know a rat when you see a rat here, because mice, they're small, they're dead. Oh, that's a, rats are what I call crats, or, for those of you who love Princess Bride, R-O-U-S's. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, go for, go for the, now, of course, for the audience, please explain what that means. Rats have unusual size. <laughs> Freaking large. You see rats walking side by side with cats, and you won't know the difference. Cats will be like, nah, be, I'm not going to mess with you. You can handle me. I'm not good. Now I've now I've seen your rat videos, you know, where rats live in apartments and people freak out, try to kill them, they jump around and stuff like that. And of course, once again, you know, this is all just things that I hear about or I see just on like you know, little videos here and there. Now, of course, you know, you living in New York and in your apartment, you know, it, your rat situation isn't that bad. But what I'm asking, I don't have rats, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have rats? Okay, good. No, just, no, no. Like I said, we had mice at one point, but not rats. Now, now, how many mice did you have? Were they, were they the multiple or just kind of just like yeah. a small anomaly everywhere? We seven. We ended up getting rid of seven of them. And was that not terrifying? No. Not to me. Because mice, mice are little tiny things. And like I said, I, I humanely caught them in a little mouse thing with peanut butter and then took the little mouse thing outside, tossed the mouse outside, and I'm like, well, alley cats will have fun. Sorry, buddy, but you can't stay in the house. <laughs> Came back in the house. Now, 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 that is so weird because you would imagine that that the pest control business up north is booming, you know, because of all the rats, all the mice, and you know everything else in between. And go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was supposed to say, you know, from from what I hear, from what you explain, you know, okay, yes, you might have mice. Now, 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 is, is, is pest control normal in apartment complexes, or you have to call your own, you know, specialty pest control bug person to come out? Ah, see, I'm not in an apartment, but a house. Oh, and okay. um, yeah, yeah, so there's a difference there. And also, like, um, considering, I guess, from last year, now, last year, nobody knew what the hell was going on. And a lot of businesses closed, a lot of people stopped contact with each other. So even if their business was booming, I'm sure they had to go on a hiatus just like everybody else for a while. Mm. You know, but now we don't have that problem, so, you know, we don't have anybody to call. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's so strange. I mean, I can never imagine you know, living in a house or more or less an apartment dealing with that mouse or rat problem because I don't like people in general. <laughs> and now little rodents in between would just drive me insane. Because, to, okay, my audience who are listening right now, um, you know, my family, we were not very affluent when it, when it, when it came to money. Uh, we, oh. You know, we, 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 you know, we were not wealthy. We were not even <laughs> average. <laughs> yes. We were poor. We, we were so poor we couldn't afford the OR. We were just poor. And I noticed one of the problems we had back then were roaches. Now, it didn't make, it, it didn't make us dirty people. It didn't make us filthy people. It was just... Hmm the way the apartments were set up in that particular generation. Roaches yep. were everywhere. And when you kill one, there's a hundred more to follow. Vengeance is mine, say the roaches. Yeah, and you know, we you know, we were young, we were kind of unaware, but yes, we lived with roaches. Yeah, I mean they were part of our existence. You know, seeing oh, yeah. you know, seeing them on the floor or turning on a light in the kitchen, watching them scattered, yeah. that was something that was normal. It didn't scare <laughs> us as it would now, probably. 
I mean, right. I, you know, I, mean, I see a palmetto bug and I freak <sighs> out. See, that's the thing. Those things are not roaches. They're they're that's they're, if I lived in Florida, and for those of you who don't know, um, look up palmetto bug. It's a lie. Palmetto bug is a giant flying cockroach. It's the granddaddy of all cockroaches with wings. Who needs that? If I lived in an apartment where it was full of those, milk, <laughs> heart attack, death, death. <laughs> and of course, I mean, of course, for the uninitiated, roaches are small brown bugs. They look gross. They run extremely fast, and they multiply even faster. Um, Some are resilient to shoes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You you can step on them and everything. You you know, I mean, they die, but maybe fifty more comes back. Palmetto bugs, on the other hand, is take a roach. Oh. You, you take a roach and inject it with steroids and give it wings like Red Bull. So there you go. You have your palmetto bugs. Those are the most prevalent in Florida, palm trees, stuff like that. Hence the name palmetto bug. Living in Chicago up north in the city, we've never experienced anything like that until we moved down to Florida. And my first, my first experience seeing a flying roach at my young age of eight, you know, seven, eight years old, I was going to have a heart attack. I don't know what a heart attack was, but I know I was going to have one. <laughs> Seeing a flying bug come right at me, because most roaches never approach you. They always run away from you. They're scared. They're more scared of you than you are of them. Palmetto bugs, on the other hand, they will fly at you. They will run to you. Yeah. Oh, you got food? Go away. Get away from me. And I swear, uh, many, uh, the first time I saw one, I screamed like a little girl with a skint knee because we didn't know what those were. No, remember when we were in the car? <laughs> we were in mom's uh, brown sugar, yes. her car. And I think this is when I had first moved there. I don't think I was even there a year. And uh, mom had parked the car under the palmetto tree in the front yard. And um, we we're headed to the store or something with Evie in the car. And I was like, what's that? She's like, what? So I was like, what is, oh my God, what is that? You be screaming? Then I screamed because I didn't know why she was screaming. And everybody got out of the car. Just Chinese fire drill immediately. Not one Chinese person. Just everybody out of the car. And mom's like, that's just a palmetto bug. I'm like, it's a cockroach. Why is it flying? Is the end come? She's big now. It was, I remember that too I, because I was in my little pajamas you know, along with Steve. And. <laughs> Man, it was the most terrifying thing I have ever seen at that young age. Oh, you and me both. I was a teenager. I'm like, what the hell? No one told me about this. You yeah. guys knew? Yeah. I can stay in Chicago. And the funniest thing, our cousin E.B. never warned us. We found out the hard way. Oh. So y'all found out like I found out, and y'all didn't tell me either, so... <laughs> because we... Because, I mean, yes, you know, I mean, living in the projects in Florida, we had We had bugs. But we didn't have, but we didn't have palmetto bugs, and once I found out what those were, I looked out for them because what's really interesting in my my audience who've never seen palmetto bugs, they they they're outside bugs and just like of course it's like anything else, but you would just see them sporadically. You can have a clean home, bleach everything, but you would just see just one. Especially after it rains. After it rains, um. You tend to, I guess, want to come inside, mm -hmm. whatever. But what I say is, get your own house, stay out of mine. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. 
So palmetto bugs is a, is, is a thing of Florida. So when you ever come to Florida to visit and you see a ginormous bug that flies, welcome to Florida. But Flying I think, cockroach, people. Flying cockroach. <laughs> yes, but I digress. I mean, uh, onto better, onto, uh, onto other things. We're talking about reflection. Um, <laughs> what else, you know, what, what else in your 2021 that you, you know, that you did, that you observed, you know, really stood out to you? Um, just uh, a lot. <laughs> but personally, I learned how to make things that I didn't know I was going to be able to make, which is fantastic. Uh, like focaccia bread. Uh, they said it was a thing, but it really was. Uh, focaccia bread, sourdough bread, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like, that's not the important thing. The important thing that I really noticed and paid attention to is the waves of the way of the world. And I explained that by saying this: I happen to like look out for patterns or patterns just happen to find me or whatever but I'm watching all the madness and the misinformation disinformation the truth and everything spread around and the reactions to it and how it's making this well-oiled machine of America continue on the same path that has been going on for centuries when we have the opportunity to change things and things don't get changed it's like Okay, well, that's just the way things are. But they're not. We have the power to change things. We forget we have power to change things. Unfortunately, the people who are in power know that, try to keep us distracted and separated so that our combined unified powers mean nothing because they won't even happen because we just accept that things are the way they are. It's sad. And I agree with you 100%, but I'm going to put a different spin on it. I think a good majority of the people don't want things to change. And well, the ones in power definitely don't because it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't suit their benefit or their, uh, what you call it, narrative. Of course. And, and then you have those people that don't want change because, because they're afraid of change, number one. Number two, it gives people more things to talk about. And I've said this before. <laughs> most people will always have something to complain about because it's easy. It's easy to look outside and go, oh, this person's driving like a maniac or, hey, this person's dressed like this or, hey, this person's doing this versus looking for good things. Instead of walking outside your door and saying the sun is shining, I'm walking, I am breathing. This person is overweight, but they're running, they're jogging, they're making the effort to try to change themselves. People would rather look at the negative and rather look at things to complain about because it's much easier. You know, it it takes it takes effort, it takes passion to you know to 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 promote change versus versus sitting back and going, oh god, this is horrible, or hey, look at this person, or hey, there's a shooting, there's a stabbing, the government's doing this, and blah blah blah. It's easy because it builds instant conversation. Rather than going, I'm going to go out of my way to, to change this, you know. Um, mm-hmm. For example, it's just something very simple. Our podcast. I've never done a podcast. I've always wanted to do one. I was always terrified to do one. I've always wanted to be on the radio, but I've always had this fear. And I could have sat back and complained. You know, I, I want to be on the radio. I have the means to do it. But I can always sit back and just complain about it, 
you know, versus doing a podcast. I don't want to do a podcast. I don't like the way I sound. I don't want to do the effort. It takes money. It takes time. But I want to change something. Just a little, just a little thing. So I did it. It was, it was hard. It was challenging, but I did it. And it made a little bit of dent in the world. And that's something that most people are afraid to do because they're comfortable being complacent and not wanting to change anything rather than just complain about it. This is why social media is so strong because you can log on and you can complain instead of doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, valid point. Yeah. That's, I feel, part of a huge thing, you know, because the fear of change is it, it can be crippling. It really can. And the reasons for that fear can be numerous. It could be an upbringing, and this is how you were brought up. So if everybody else in your family never did it, you're thinking about doing it. What are we going to say? But how do you even start? But why even change? This has been working well for you for so long. The complacency of it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, a very valid point. And the, the little things that you do every day, and this is just across the board, the little things we do every day in our lives do make a difference as to molding us and shaping us into the people that we are. And from there, how we go out into society and try to make a difference. You know, so working on yourself, you, you hit a huge thing there, it, especially during this time where we have the opportunity to, you know, working on ourselves. And that's another thing I didn't bring it up, but it's true. Working on myself to accomplish little goals for me. So my mind isn't triggered all the time by the, the woes of the world. I see them. I know they're there. I respond in kind. But the main, like, the whole part and parcel is me wanting to be a better me in every way I can. So I can be better for other people, you know, and change the world some kind of way in a positive direction. I can't do that if I'm not working on myself. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I heard a saying is you can't change the world from your couch. (laughs) <laughs> and, and a little part of me believes that another part of me does not and once again I asked about reflection and I did a show about reflecting as well a little thing I'll add on is that during the pandemic of 2020 I felt I couldn't change the world sitting from my couch and I stopped and I looked back and I'm like okay yes I can let me plug in this microphone and start talking mm-hmm. and going into 2021 a lot of stuff happened and I'm still changing the world from my couch and changing the world from myself and having this, having this brighter outlook on everything, you know, knowing that the little things I do makes a dent in the world. And that's all I want to do. I think you're doing a smashing job. Well, thank you. I mean, I stay humble. (laughs) I stay, (laughs) I stay extremely humble (laughs) Because I learned the hard way, you know, that once again, to appreciate the little things, the tiny, tiny little nuances in life, to appreciate that it keeps you humble. It keeps you steady. You know, it keeps your head from swelling up. So I could beat my chest and say, I'm doing a world famous podcast, tee hee, 
you know, or world famous clothing line and blah, 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 blah. But I try to keep things very simple, very humble, you know, and not, and not try to uh, jump into the deep water too much. Not yet, anyhow. I still can't swim. It's a black thing. So, <laughs> hey, it's 2021. You need to learn how to swim. <laughs> I'm working on it. Just, you know, I, I, I definitely got my floaties. And, uh, <laughs> Rubber ducky, you're <laughs> So speaking, so speaking of black, as we, you know, as we, as we never get our way through through this show, how do you? Oh, this be a, this be a touchy one. How do you feel about being black in 2021, 2022? Same way I felt about being black every year, Kagi. <laughs> Time to take over the world. <laughs> Now it is it is a very loaded question, but but I you know I, I was just curious you know I was very curious about how you you know I mean how the perception has changed or it, or if it's changed at all you know about how you know about how you know African Americans Black people whatever are perceived. I can't speak for everybody else um, at all. I only know, like I said, the cyclical pattern of. The, hmm. I put it like this. Let me shut it up. There are more people now who have found that hey, I'm not going to be like how how I'm perceived or how people want to perceive me. We got all these breakout artists, all these breakout uh, authors, all these breakout poets, all these breakout um, parents, and and people in the black community who are huddling together and going, hey, let's work together. Let's work on our mental health together. And that's a first. That's a huge, huge thing. You know, and let's let's talk about some of the things that were trauma for us growing up so we don't do this to our own children. And that's something that hasn't happened as far as I'm concerned in a long time, and it's a long time coming. So for the changes that the strides that we're making as a community, man, I am so happy and I am so thankful. You know, and we're really, really, really recognizing, really starting to recognize, we aren't who everybody keeps saying that we are. Because growing up, they want to put the, the ideas and the, the stuff in your head, thug, criminal, um, we call it kids or bastards because they're dad, or like womanizers and that kind of thing. All the negative that we're bombarded with when we're young and we grow up with and we see you know, but it's not just us, it's everybody across the board, but they want to make it predominantly like black and brown people are this, black and brown people are that, not white people are this, you know, or Asian people are this, or Indian people are this. When you really start to recognize who you are and who your community is and how the strides are being put in a positive, how we're doing it in a positive way, but, oh, look, we've been doing positive stuff the whole time, it just hasn't been um, promoted. Because we change our own narrative. Is basically what I'm, you know, you know, we change our own narrative, we have power to change our own narrative, and that's what we're doing. So I'm very thankful. You know, I'm happy to be black. I'm bleakly black, and I'm black, y'all. We're some of the dopest, coolest, sexiest, and most intelligent, brilliant people on this planet. You know, we're royalty, and we just got to remember and act accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. And a little, a little thing that stuck in my mind years ago, in my early 20s, I woke up one day and I told myself, you know, I don't feel like being black today. And the moment, the moment I said that, I kind of stopped. <laughs> I'm like, really? I don't feel like being black today. 
why is that? And I had and I had to have that little self discovery moment, you know, to why, you know, when you think about it, not to get into a big history lesson because hopefully everyone knows the history lesson. If not, people pick up a book or just Google it. It's all there. Trust me. And you know, and now because before you know you would go through the hardships and you know the racism and nepotism and stuff like that that goes along you know with being a person of color and it doesn't necessarily have to be black you could be spanish or or middle eastern or anything of the sort you know absolutely you know just brown (laughs) just not white (laughs) yeah exactly you know just Mm -hmm. non-caucasian and you know it's, it's no slight against Caucasians or anything of the sort. We're just speaking. Exactly. Yeah, you're, just, you're speaking by experience. And now mm-hmm. at my age, and looking back at all the things that I've experienced—good, bad, ugly, and different—you know, I enjoy, you know, being a quote-unquote black man or whatever the term is. I don't like. I don't like the term black man. I don't. Period. I like the term just being an American. That's what I like. You know, but that stigma has been put on us. You're just black. Who's Walker AC? Oh, that black guy down the street. You know, stuff like that. Or I spoke to the black guy on the phone. That bothers me, but that's a whole another conversation for a whole another day. Um, I just, I, I, I finally like being me. And it's not a slight against my development. It's just, you know, as you get older, you tend to like who you are more and more. And you get to a certain age where you accept who you are and what you have. This is why I always always made the joke that as I go down the street or in a store or something of the sort, and we see older black men, they're always in a good mood. They're always smiling. They're always jovial. You, they have to have a natural positive aura about them. And it always wondered out why that is. And I finally figured it out a couple of years ago that they've experienced everything. I mean, literally, they've experienced everything bigotry and and hatred and you know stuff like that and now in this particular uh generation now they're finally accepted and they can finally exhale and go okay i'm okay now i've been through all this crazy shit and now i can just lean back and i can just breathe and be happy for the rest of my days and now i think at 45 years old now, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I'm at that stage right now. I can sit back in my lazy boy and go, I'm okay. I'm okay with who I am. I love who I am. And how you feel about me is none of my business. And I don't really even care to know. Damn right. <laughs> She's like, I got nothing. Uh- <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, those words right there, man. I- I remember, I, that reminds me, I remember one time I was in a car with mom, and I forget where we were going, and a conversation that came up, but I, I responded, I said, well, I'm, I'm just me, I'm just going to be me. And she's like, why do you only say that? You know, you're know, you just going to be you. I was like, because I've learned to appreciate and accept me for who I am at this point, <laughs> and whoever, because I forget where we were going, I was like, and if, if being in this environment isn't conducive to those who want me there, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to be butthurt about how somebody else feels or what somebody else is going to say because that's their truth. They're living and speaking from their experience. Just like I'm going to live and speak from mine. I'm just going to be me. That's what I mean by that. And I'm happy and thankful to do that knowing I don't have to bite my tongue 
know, or I don't have to live up to someone else's expectations of how they should see that I should be because I'm black or I am this or I, you know what I mean? You can accept me for me. That's your loss, and that's okay. I accept me. It took a lot. You have no idea. <laughs> it took a long time for me to love me and appreciate me and accept me completely. It really did because of all the things that I grew up believing about myself and what I was told and how I was treated by other people. So when I learned how to treat myself with love and acceptance and appreciation, like really, I was like, okay, this is, this is how I want to continue to feel. So now it's like, it doesn't matter if anybody else does, I do. And that makes me happy. And I agree a hundred percent. And what's even better we can take that self-love for ourselves, for our, for our ethnicity, and put it to actually anything. Mm-hmm. You know, because because I believe my own personal belief is that if we had that self-love, if everyone had that self-love, I think we'd be a little bit better off. Yeah. Because once again, it all goes back to being comfortable. It's 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 now. Well, I'm not now, but it has been the norm to be brooding. You know, it has been the norm to you know, sit back on your porch and complain about the clouds and the kids <laughs> and the jobs and stuff like that. It's so easy. And now I look back at it, you know, I take off the rose-colored glasses and I sit back and I'm like, wow, I guess it's just me, but I'm pretty goddamn happy. You know, I'm very, very happy. I wake up happy. I go to work happy. I come home happy. Nag my teen happy. And I go to bed happy. You know, and, and, and all the other BS and garbage in the world. Yes, I can turn on my TV. And I can see all of that. And some people would say, oh, well, you're just being blissfully ignorant. And I can look at them and say, maybe I am. But would I rather turn on my TV and see death, destruction, despair, stuff like that, or I could turn off my TV and pick up a book or, or write a book or do a show about something positive? It's not that I'm ignoring everything that's going on out there because I know it's there. It's there right. in my face every single day. I don't have to turn on the TV or read a newspaper or go online and read it. It's there. It's going to be there every single day for as long as I'm on this planet. But it takes a little extra effort to, yes. you know, to, you know, to like to see, oh, it's, it's sunny outside. Or holding the, door, holding the door open for someone. Or just even nodding your head and smiling and go, good morning. That's the little man and you know what I gotta tell you this because I feel like somebody out there needs to hear even if I just need to hear it to myself (laughs) Um, in the mornings like having a morning routine whatever your morning routine is it's helpful to get a good start with your mind in the day getting up going up doing 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 doing, burnt out getting pissed off coming back doing 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 again going to bed pissed off (laughs) but in the morning when I get up just for a few minutes before I even get out of bed I keep my eyes open. I just take a few breaths. A few deep, just regular breaths. And then I have a deep breath and I just listen. Just to the stillness. 
unless they're doing construction outside, but to the, <laughs> to the stillness or birds singing and stuff like that. And I'm like, this, this is one solitary single perfect moment in my day. Whether I have any more perfect moments at all, this is a solitary single perfect moment right now. And I'm basking in it. I will bask in it and enjoy it and say thank you for it because I'm appreciative of it. And those little moments I get throughout the day of tranquility and peace, I'm just like, yes. And I'm thankful for it. Being thankful and having gratitude for things, it, it can change your whole world, man. It can change your entire world. Just take those moments to yourself and just be thankful. Thankful for breathing. Thankful for being able to hear and see and taste and touch and you know, and whatever else your abilities are. If you don't have teeth, at least you have the ability to gum. Be thankful. <laughs> whatever it is, there's something to always be thankful for. And gratitude, man, is just there's no no describing how how helpful it is. It is in your life for inner peace. Absolutely. And I agree. So let me ask you this one last question as we put a capper on the show. When did it hit you? This wave of internal peace. Was there a particular catalyst that, you know, that made you go, huh? Okay. Enough of this. It's time that I'm going to be not necessarily happy because anyone can be happy, but to have that internal peace, was there something that, as the kids would say, triggered it, or was it just like a, or, I mean, it's like a self-realization uh, moment for you? Hmm. I I would say the latter. I would say self-realization because it's not like now. It's not at first. It's been with like my whole life. I've had you know, even when Chris was little, I would put on Inya or something for nap time for him, let him lay down, you know, his back. I've always been a really peaceable person but the inner peace part i was like well i know what peace is like i know what love is like and what tranquility is like i want that all the time. you know and i know there's going to be stresses of the world and whatever but I'm, I'm just silly so i'll get through that with laughter and you know and and whatever else i can but not to to mask it but to heal from it and i went on to i guess a healing sort of meditative mental journey and it brought me inner peace because I was like what I need to really do this for me what I really need to do for myself is really look at the, the little things stop slow down relax and look at the little things in my day because I swear everything makes me laugh <laughs> and a lot of things make me smile and I was like what makes me smile oh well I love birds I love trees I love being outside, I love inside, I love to read, I love books, you know what I mean? Those little things, I was like, I'm thankful for that. I can pick up a book anytime. I can go for a walk in nature anytime. And I was like, finding my inner peace in solid, and I just kind of just went on from there. Like, every day if I'm feeling stressed, I'll hop in the shower real quick, change my attitude, turn on my favorite music and smile and laugh and sing along and dance, because I love to dance and sing, and then uh, take a walk outside Hmm. You know, the little things that bring me solace and 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 uh, peace and gratitude because I'm like I'm thankful for this. It's not like well I have to make myself be happy. No, I'm thankful for it. Little and they're easily available. Yeah, and I agree that hundred percent. 
And, you know, I've, I've done past shows on, you know, on what catalyst made me change my viewpoint on life. Not necessarily change it, but just alter it. I guess evolve, I guess, what I'm looking for. It all could be the same thing. Um, and and actually, actually am appreciative of the negative circumstances that made me really realize that, hey, this train we're on is not going to last forever, you know, and we never know when our stop is. So, so the negative vibes that I dealt with for so long actually, actually benefited me in a very bizarre way, you know, to where I'm like, huh, I've had this one mindset for so long, for so, so long that I didn't know that was a detriment, you know, to my health and to my mental health, to my well-being, to just a whole package. And I took that and I realized what that was. And I'm like, okay, you know, I think it's really time to actually, I actually did what you actually did what you, what you do. I actually woke up in the morning, just one morning, I just woke up and all that was washed away. And I'm like, huh, I'm awake. That's a plus, you know, I'm okay. My heart's okay. My soul's okay. I have this ability to use my muscles in my face to form a smile and it's going to stay there. You know, and why am I focusing on the negative? Why am I focusing on the have-nots versus what I have, you know, versus, you know, what's what's tangible? The tangible things in my life that I can reach out and touch and feel and smell and hear and stuff like that, instead of focusing on what I don't have, <laughs> you know? And, and then once that wave hit me, and it was amazing. It was it was it was just an eye-opening experience, and that's what I share on on all my shows, you know, because it's amazing, because I'm not the richest guy in the world, but I'm wealthy in spirit, as corny as that sounds. I believe you, man. You know, <laughs> you know I have food in my belly, not the best food in the world, but it works for me. It keeps me healthy. You know, I don't have a fancy house, but the home I do have. I love it every single day. Castle Walker is the best castle in the whole entire world. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You tell them. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and the car I drive, it may not be the finest, but it's new to me and it gets me to where I need to be. And the job I have is tremendous and so on and so on and so on. You know, and then due to the, the negative and the toxic and the ugliness and everything that, you know, that, that, that latched itself onto me, forever and I let that go it was you know it, it was like that cartoon where you open up the blinds and you hear the songs and and the, and the sun beams down on you and stuff like that <laughs> that's what happened you know and I'm like I like this feeling and I'm gonna keep and I'm gonna keep this feeling it's addictive happiness is an addictive feeling and I love it yeah you know and Joy, inner peace, all of it. you know and then you take that inner peace and you put it on, and you put it on just like, okay, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor, you know, like butter onto your food, I guess, you know, uh, <laughs> you need to grease the pan before you put the pancake batter in there, so it won't <laughs> stick, and, you know, and I pretty much took that theory, and I used it in my daily life, you know, the, the people that you surround yourself with are a reflection upon who you are sometimes, yes. and I took that, and I wiped that away. You know, I took 
the negative aspects of the job that was in my head and I wiped that away and so on and so on and so on. So now, <clears throat> now I have this perpetual peace within me that I can't even explain it. And I love that. It's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And, and a real quick example, and then we will bounce back to this, is I had a customer ask me just, just randomly as I'm helping him out. He's like, you know, why are you so happy? And he didn't mean it in a derogatory fashion. He's like, why are you so happy? I'm like, what other mood should I be in? And he just stopped and stared at me. And I stumped him. <laughs> I stumped him for about a good two minutes. He, he looks at me and goes, I'm sorry I asked that question. Oh, okay. You know. You're <laughs> reading things about his life. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, every time I see you, you're just in a good mood. And I'm That's like, an thing. Yeah, I'm like, why, why shouldn't I be? Exactly. You know. Because, like I said, with, with, with gratitude, if we spent more time immersing ourselves in the things that we're thankful for, the day, like, the, the whole day is like, okay, I'm thankful for this. Oh, man, thank you for that. Oh, this, I'm thankful for this. Man, I love this. I'm so grateful for this. I like this. I'm happy. By the end of the day, you probably wouldn't have realized how much positivity you've already instilled in yourself. You know, because when you, the more you put something in something, like the more you put positive in, the more positive you get. The more negative you put in, the more negative you get. You know? So if you're instilling positivity and gratitude in yourself, look for it. It's going to constantly be there. You're always going to have something to be grateful for. So if we immerse ourselves in gratitude more than we wallow in self-pity and, and loathing, the world would be a better place. Absolutely. And the final thing, I used to watch. I mean, not used to watch. I don't want to. I don't want to put a fib out there. I used to flip channels back in the day. And do you remember this guru named Tony Robbins? I remember that dude. Yeah, and you know those little quick infomercials before you know, your show comes on, and he talked about you know the guide to happiness and inner peace and the motivation and blah blah blah. And for only thirty four ninety five, you know. <laughs> You know, I will, I will teach you and guide you, and I would always laugh at that. I will always, always laugh at that, because I never understood it. You know, because I'm thinking, here I am, this poor kid, you know, who mom really had to scratch and scrape to feed us, to pay bills and to get us clothes and stuff like this. And she went through all this hassle and trouble, and of course, mom had, you know, a whole lot of bad days. But she had, but she had more good than bad, and I would laugh at this infomercial because we didn't need to pay thirty four dollars ninety five cents plus nineteen ninety nine shipping and handling <laughs> on <laughs> on how to be happy. I'm like, I'm like, we ate dinner tonight. I'm happy, <laughs> you know. I have food in my stomach. I am so <laughs> excited and happy. You know. So now, fast forward. You know, 2021-2022, there are still self-help books out there for the keys to happiness. And once again, color me blissfully ignorant, but I don't get it. I just don't get it. Am am, am I missing something when it comes to self-help books? I'm going to, if I may, uh, 
there there are those because each and every person is different and that's another thing really, everybody's different so where you excel in an area someone else may not just like this and this, this blew me away when I heard it I've talked to people I've known for decades right and I've peeped their game and see what they're about and I'm like well why do you feel this way I hate myself excuse me I don't love myself like you, you gotta at least like yourself no I hate myself I'm like so you look in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth and you just hate the person in the mirror? Well, okay, if you do, you have the power to change that, though. But I couldn't imagine hating myself. I couldn't imagine disliking myself. But there are people who, and they know it. That's, I guess knowing's half the battle. That's what G.I. Joe said. But for people who aren't really sure, I guess, where to start... That's it's some information. Yeah. So, because you never know other people's backgrounds, never know where they, you know, where other people come from or what their past experiences are to lead them to. Hey, I don't know how to make myself happy. I don't know how to be happy with myself. So, I need self help. And there's nothing wrong with getting help as long as you apply the help. <laughs> right. It's, it's you know, it's just like therapy. Therapy does not work unless you want it to work. You know, you, you don't, you know, you don't put your hundred percent faith and money into someone to tell you how to live your life. I mean, right. you really have to want it. And I don't mean to interrupt, but you know, when, when somebody hates themselves and I know people, I've known people over the years that they hate, they hated themselves, you know, and, mm-hmm. you, and you would try to uplift them a little bit and they would get more angry, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and those people you just stay away from, but, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it, it. It was just baffling to to think about that because when you because when you just said that, it brought back memories of just people that I know are like that, you know. And some of them are mutual that we both know. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we we shall not say any names. We but, must be uh, no. no, it's interesting because I mean I've always made the goof that I didn't like the way I looked because of society saw me in a particular way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I pushed that aside already because that, I mean, that went less and less the older I got. I digress. But, but, but to get back to your point, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and let you finish talking about self-help. Oh, well, that's pretty much all I, I want to like say about that, but I do want to issue a challenge. Um, cause I do this for myself and I, I've issued the challenge to other people. I'm going to issue a challenge because there I find people who, who find it easier to <clears throat> denigrate themselves and, and, and speak poorly of themselves, demean themselves. And, well, I'm just this, or I'm clumsy, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm lazy, I'm da, 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 I'm, I'm this, I'm that. You know, and it's quick to point out negative connotations about themselves, which means they're also very quick to point out negative connotations about others. You know what I mean? So the challenge being, when you find yourself saying something negative about yourself, even thinking something negative about yourself, for every one thing, come up with three things that are positive. And say those. Think those. Even out loud. You're like, man, damn, I got big ass, nasty, stinky ass feet. Okay, what are three things that you love? And it doesn't have to be about your feet. Like, you know what? I love my eyes. I love my voice. Huh, I love the way that I take care of my money and handle my finances. See, so there's the 
you still have positive outweighing negative. And and I agree 100%. You know, I feel, once again, I mean, we are not self-help gurus because we're doing this shit for free. But I think that... $5 at the door. Yeah. And, and, you know, $20 shipping and handling. Uh, but, right. <laughs> you know, and... And I don't use this forum to stand on a podium and say, this is how you should live your life. I, I, I'm not. Because once again, just like you said, everyone is different. But, but I believe that the message would be still the same. You know, I mean, you can't, someone doesn't, someone else does not control your happiness. Correct. And I think a good majority of society gets lost in the woods when it comes to that. Because sometimes instead of looking at ourselves, we look for other people for validation. And then we get lost. Because we want society or the girl or the boy to like us so we can feel validated. You know, like, I mean, like our lives have been meaning because of someone else. And we, we rarely take a step back to go, okay, I'm validated on my own. You know, I don't need your approval. I don't need internet's approval. I don't need the neighbor's approval, you know, for me to love me. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if more people actually just take that one minute to wake up in the morning and actually validate who they are for them, not for anybody else. I mean, I think, you know, I think I think the world would be a little bit better. Not to say that not to say that the world is messed up because it's not. The people are messed up. But not the world. Amen. <laughs> Animals and, and nature seem to be doing just fine. <laughs> we have to figure our shit out. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So, as we put a, a close in this conversation, I do want to say, and thank you once again for being part of the experience. Uh, you know, uh-huh. once again, because, you know, we have engaging conversations, whether it be you know, silly, thought provoking, serious everything in between the main goal of the experience is to provoke thought you know to unplug your brain just for a few minutes and listen to our show or you can cherry pick certain things you want to hear but the fact is everything we say is from the heart and we mean well and you know we we want everyone to have that inner peace not because we want it is because the people who you know the people who want it have to do it themselves Inner work is really important. Absolutely. So if people want to reach out and find you, how can they find my dear sister, the comedian, the actress, everything in between? Stop it. I'm also the chocolate cheer and curator. Um, I, um, you can find me. Uh, Linktree forward slash a walk in peace. It's got all my socials and my book information on there. So look me up, look me up, man. Yeah, sweet. We're gonna put that. We're gonna put that link in the description below as well for this for this show. And do you have any parting words for our guests out there who are listening to us? Hey, I don't have the parting words. The parting words are to be happy. Is to find gratitude in something, something to be thankful for every single day. At least one thing. And then you lead two, three, four, five, and be grateful all day. At least find one thing in the day to be grateful for, and smile, people. Damn, you got a beautiful smile. Smile. 
And of course, my words to all of you out there. Once again, as always, you know, thank you for listening as well. And I want to be remembered in this big, vast world as a good person. Not perfect, not decent, not tremendous, but good. And I want everyone to do good. Simple as that. That is simple. And it's pleasant. And it's powerful. Absolutely. And we thank you so much for joining the experience. Once again, the links will be below. Reach out to us. Email us at slackingmajestically01yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01yahoo.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the experience. I have been Walker AC. This has been Ann Walker. Right here. Love you, bro. Thanks for having me. No problem. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, you'll.